glad to see you. Amy is with us tonight, and she's got some devotional thoughts, and she's just going to share for a few minutes, and we're going to kind of bounce back and forth. And I just, every time you share, I'm just, I'm a student, and I just love to hear you share because I was thinking, I was, as I was praying for tonight even, I was thinking every time Amy shares, she just brings something that's so fresh from the heart of the Lord because mm-hmm. I know your relationship with the Lord because I know you and, and I mean, I know that you're in Jesus' face, but it's really, it's so rich when you share. So I'll quit talking. <laughs> so. No, thank you. For, thank you for that. It's, it's so interesting to be here and um, just with people not in their normal seats yeah. and just so reminded of the love that I have and I know each of you have for for the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, but even as Joy was singing, I was just thinking of um, different people who would be here. And I thought, you know, we are not gathered under one roof right now, but we, but we are under one name. Yeah. And of course, it's the name of Jesus. Yeah. And I loved as she was singing, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Jesus, yeah. you silence fear. And just talking with, with so many different people right now who are really struggling with fear. And then on top of the struggle with fear, they feel guilty for feeling it. Mm-hmm. And I've just been speaking with with different ones and asking the Lord to lift that off of them. And I I want to say to so many, um, I think of grandparents who are worried about grandchildren and moms who are expecting, who are worried about their babies and uh, singles who don't really want to be doing this alone. Um, Quarantine is something very different. Uh, for singles and for uh, widowers and just thinking of so many uh, different people that this is a new experience and that God is not intimidated by us feeling fearful. Mm. And I just want to say that faith is not the absence of fear and fear is not the absence of faith. And I feel the heart of the Lord Mm. wanting to come close to the fearful because it's not anything to be ashamed of. And these are, these are new times for all of us. Mm. And he understands that and he wants to come close. Mm. And I was thinking as I was just uh, jotting down a few thoughts today that I actually am fearful about flying. Mm. I don't enjoy being on an airplane. That's not an experience I love. Um, but if I was operating in fear, I would never fly. Right. You know, I would think, oh, wow, if th- what if this plane goes down? What if, and I feel all those things, but I actually still get on the plane. Mm-hmm. And so I'm operating in faith, even though I'm feeling mm-hmm. fearful. And so I want to encourage some of you that you might feel fearful right now, but many of you are still operating in faith. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's pleasure is on that. Yeah, that's so good. And I, I just, I just want to say that it's, um, fear is not, does not cancel our faith. Yeah. And I believe that there is uh, 
there's a time frame and there's a compassion from the Lord for us to get our, our feet up under ourselves yeah. and to learn how to exist in a new environment. And um, I just feel his compassion on that. I, I do feel an invitation from him yeah. to um, really examine where we are. Yeah. Uh, these times like this expose our hearts. It expose our weaknesses. Mm -hmm. It it exposes maybe what we've been relying on instead of Him. That we say that the Lord is our provider, but when we haven't worked for a couple of days, our faith is shaken. Yeah. And we say um, that. Uh, you know, we just make these these grand statements, and we assume that our trust is in the Lord until something is is removed from our lives, and God exposes that. But He doesn't expose it um, to bring judgment. He exposes it to, to bring an invitation to put our trust back in Him, so um, that we have that sure place to stand upon, which is Him. I, I was reading the story of Adam and Eve today, and how the Father always comes for us. Even after they had sinned, he went looking for them and he made them close. You know, after they had sinned, he made them close. He set them outside of the garden. He offered provision and he offered protection, but he did that and they were able to accept what they needed from him after they acknowledged where they were. Mm -hmm. And I just felt the Lord speaking to that that I can offer you right now, I can offer you the joy that seems shaken right now. I can offer you the peace. I can, I can come and meet your needs, but only if you will acknowledge where you are. Yeah. And it's not a time to feign faith. It's not a time to feign courage. It's a time to say, you know what, I, I have been shaken. Father, I am struggling because he has an answer for that. Mm -hmm. He has joy to give us. He has strength to give us. But only after we acknowledge that, that we're struggling. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's a, just getting real. It is getting just real. getting real with what's happening. And yes. Dealing with yourself and not putting on that Christian kind of glaze. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. He he wants to come close. It's an invitation to be authentic because he's not he's not um intimidated by the fear that we feel. Yeah. He's not uh disappointed in our struggle right now. He wants to come close. He he wants to to come close and offer those things so that he can strengthen us. For the next time, you know, mm -hmm. one of the beautiful things that for those of us who've been through some some fiery trials is that we learn that uh, the more intense the, tr the trial, the greater expenditure of, of grace that he will offer to us. Wow. And I've heard so many people, oh, why people say that this is a warning. It's just um, some something is greater even coming. And what will we do then? And, and I want to encourage that uh, if there is something that is even harder than this coronavirus that we will that we will experience, mm. if it is harder, then there th there is grace that's stronger. It's so good because He gives us what we need for this season. That's so good, and there's grace for it. Mm. There's grace for us right now from Him. 
if we will just uh, take this time and take this opportunity to draw near to him and then he draws near to us and uh, and practically uh to to turn off the news yeah um you know, just to, to turn it off that I've, I've read some things. I, for me personally, it feels very different to read it than to listen to it all the time. So I have a couple of news sources that I will read in the morning to just catch up on what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then I have saved videos that people have posted of people praying and of the reports that more people are, are tuning into church services than, than ever before. You know, even our streams, we're seeing like five times what we would normally see just in our services. Yes. You know, in our Wednesday service, in our Sunday services, I mean, we're seeing like five times the numbers that we would normally see in the house. And I mean, it went up like double. So one week it was like <laughs> times two. And then last week it was like times five. Yeah. And, and when you watch us, like seriously, share it online because people are looking for that encouragement. They're looking for the word, you know, and it is so many people are connecting. They are. And there's a hunger that's that this, you know, the shaking, the fear, it's creating also a hunger. Like we need answers. Yes. I saw a video as well that, and they were sharing this warehouse and just all these empty, um, uh, shelves. And they said, before you think, oh no, it's the hand sanitizer aisle or it's the soap aisle. They said, we want you to know it's actually um, the aisle um, where we kept our Bibles and they're gone as well. Wow. And the sales of Bibles have so, has so risen through this. And I, I save those videos on my iPad because it's something to go back to that offers hope. And I realized that even the strongest out there who have the strongest faith and the biggest faith, um, it can be shaken right now. And there's practical things that we can do to help our hearts. And one of those is to, is to look for the good and to, and to see what the Lord is doing, to listen to his heart. I, I keep asking father, what are you doing right now? What do you have to say about this? And, um, you know, he has a lot to say if we'll it's listen, true. if we'll just get quiet enough to listen. And I think that this has exposed uh, that some of us, you know, even a couple of months ago thought, well, I just, I don't spend as much time in the word because I, I don't have time. And now we have all the time we need and we get, maybe some of us are still not in the word. And we, mm-hmm. and we realize that God's helping us see that time was not our problem. Wow. And that there's something different. And again, I don't, I don't sense his condemnation in that. I, I sense his invitation to find out why, because he wants us in the word and he wants us abiding because it is where our strength comes from. The, you know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. If yeah. we lose our joy, we lose our strength. Yeah. And we need strength right now. And his promise that I will keep you in perfect peace, the person whose mind has stayed on me, not just peace, perfect peace, that that's available to me. And yeah. I don't have to chase it. My job is to abide and keep my mind on him. And then he will bring the perfect peace to me. Yeah. I don't even have to chase it. 
So good. And so I, I just, I just want to encourage that um, there is grace for this, yeah. and we are going to get through this. We're going to get through this together. Mm-hmm. I, we live in such a beautiful time to be able to connect, even the way we are now online uh, through Zoom. Um, I've encouraged, you know, the, some grandmothers I've talked to, talk to other grandmothers. You know, you're kind of in the same boat. If you're expecting a child and you're, you're concerned about how that's going to look and going to a hospital and can have visitors, um, it's a great time to connect with, with people. Because one thing I, I do believe that is significant is that usually in the body, we have, we have what maybe one or two, um, people in our circle that are struggling and we can come and meet their needs. Mm -hmm. What is interesting about this is we're kind of all going through the same thing at the same Mm -hmm. time. And I thought that's a very different experience for us as the church. Normally it's five or six families that are out and we hear they're sick and the rest of us can kind of go meet their needs. And, and right now we're all kind of going going through it, through it together. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, if one member suffers, we're all suffering, but we're actually all <laughs> suffering. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all quarantined. It's a very different experience, but it's an invitation um, to, to be under that one name and yeah. to go to him and allow him to meet those needs that maybe sometimes we even um, rely on others to meet. So good. You know, when you were speaking, I, I loved how you were saying that God, he's going to meet us with the amount of grace we need for this moment. And as things get more challenging in days ahead, he'll, he'll meet us in those days. Yes. And this, that point you were making about if we're feeling fear, that doesn't mean that we're not in faith. And this is the passage that I was sitting there looking for. It's second Corinthians seven, verse five. Uh, this is the apostle Paul. He says, uh, When we came to Macedonia, our bodies had no rest, but we were troubled on every side. Mm -hmm. Outside were conflicts. Inside were fears. Mm -hmm. And then he talks about how God comforted him Mm -hmm. through uh, Titus coming and bringing the report Mm -hmm. about how the other believers were doing. Mm -hmm. And this is just that moment where we have to be there to comfort one another, even though we're going through it. Yes. You know, last night and um, just my family, we just we were just sitting down together and we were um, just sharing, you know, just how how's everybody doing? And, and my youngest son, he just said, he goes, I, I've got something I want to talk about. And, and, and we're like, well, what is it? He goes, I just want I want to talk about how everybody's heart is. Mm-hmm. How's everybody's heart right now? And let's just talk about how we're doing. And we had a really open, honest conversation about the struggle of what it's like to be in quarantine. There's a psychological, emotional yes. challenge with this. And, uh, and not to mention that people are really getting sick. People are really, yes. you know, in the hospital and, 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 and experiencing challenges. And, um, and, and so we just talked through it, but it was probably one of the most life-giving times of just what you were saying to begin with just being real mm-hmm. being open and being honest but then coming around one another without any judgment and just just strengthening one another and i just think that's such an important point part, point for all of us right now that we would draw near through the means that we have mm-hmm. it's mostly digital right now 
but we just strengthen one another. Mm-hmm. We just encourage one another. And, and this is the weird, one of the weirdest things I've experienced. But the last three weeks I've been on, I don't know how many Zoom prayer calls where it's just Brady Bunch boxes, you know, and, and we're all praying. <laughs> but some of those have been some of the most rich times of prayer. Mm-hmm. They've probably been the richest times of prayer that I've had. While we've been quarantined mm-hmm. with other believers through the means that we have together. And, uh, you know, I find myself weeping and just experiencing God's presence in a real tangible way in those moments. It's been it's been surprising, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, and, and so I just do think that I th- this point that you're making about you're not out of faith if you're feeling fear or if you're feeling messed up in your soul. Yes. I think about Jesus in the garden. Mm-hmm. And, and and he says, my soul is troubled, mm-hmm. exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. That's Jesus in the garden bearing the sin of all the world. Okay. He's perfect. And his soul was troubled. It doesn't look mm-hmm. like when you're, t- when you got it together, it doesn't look like my soul is perfect. Yes. Your soul can be exceedingly troubled and sorrowful and in, in experiencing difficulty, difficulty in your emotions. And you can be standing faithfully yes. and standing in faith and, and, and steadfastness. That's just such a good word. Would you, and I know Shelly's got a few questions for us, but would you just pray into that just for a minute, yes. just for people? Just Let's just take a moment and pray for people that are struggling with, if you're struggling with fear, if you're just, if you're just having a hard time emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, it's just this quarantine funk. I mean, I, I get that. That's, that's not that's a real thing. That's yes. not some made up thing. Yes. And there is that sort of pull yourself up by your bootstraps a little bit. Like we're just <laughs> going to believe and stand when we've done all to stand. But there's a, there's a thing where we really do need to comfort one another. Yes. I, I, I'm sensitive to that. So would you just pray into that? Yes, maybe? absolutely. Father, we, we love you. We, we're so thankful to belong to you. God, I just ask for the peace of God to, to fill everyone that's watching I just ask, Lord, that that the shalom of God would fill every home. Father, even right now, that you would just steady our hearts and steady our minds. Father, that you would bring peace that passes all understanding. that your children would know that there's no judgment for feeling fearful. Yeah. God, just remove that accusation. Lord, you are not the accuser. God, I thank you for so many who are, who are operating in faith right now, that despite their fears, they're, they're still showing up for their family and their friends and they're still drawing close to you and, and they're still retaining their hope. Yes. And God, I just ask for just a baptism of faith for all of us. God, that you would strengthen us in our inner minds, Lord. Mm-hmm. God, teach us how to renew our minds. Mm -hmm. Father, when we are struggling emotionally, God, or we are feeling despondent, Lord, we've lost that battle first in our minds. Mm. 
So Father, teach us how to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. God, let us commit to think upon those things that are lovely and true of good report. God, give us your heart about this situation. Lord, we can read statistics all day, but you are the one who knows what you want to accomplish in this. And Father, I just ask right now that in Jesus' name that you would bring an end to this virus. Yes, God. Father, that you would kill it at the molecular level. Yes. That you would heal everyone who is sick. Yes, God. That you would give supernatural strength to doctors and nurses and first responders. Father, that your presence would fill every hospital room. For, for those who can't have visitors, yes. God, I ask for the presence of the Holy Spirit to go in and accompany and, and be with those people, Father. That even if they are alone, that they would not feel lonely. Yes, God. God, I pray that they would be strengthened by our prayers. Yes, God. And that they would know that they are upheld by a group of believers who may not even know them, but love them and have compassion for them. God, I pray that you would stop the spread of this virus in the name of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that you would just stop the spread of this. God, give us wisdom to, to walk this out. God, and fill our hearts with hope. Yes, God. God, we we commit to not letting our hearts be troubled because you have overcome the world. That is the promise that we rest our head upon, that you are greater than this virus, Lord. If one little virus can cause this much, how much more just a mustard seed of faith God, let that be more contagious right now. Our faith and our hope and our love. Let that be contagious in our communities and in our neighborhoods. Father, we love you. I just pray again for the peace of God to fill every heart, to fill every home that's represented. In the name of Jesus, amen. I want to pray for... uh... Fernando Sandoval, mm-hmm. a new member in our community that's been diagnosed with COVID-19, mm-hmm. and he needs a healing. And I just want you to join with mm-hmm. me. Let's just believe together for his healing. Yes. Father, we lift up Fernando Sandoval to you right now. We ask you to touch his body and heal him. We command COVID-19, loose him and let him go. We command you to cease and desist activity in his body. We speak healing in the name of Jesus. I also want to pray for Arthur Breland. He's a pastor that we're in relationship with. United Church in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. He's been diagnosed as well. Mm -hmm. He's in Atlanta Medical Center. Father, touch Arthur Breland. Pastor Arthur, touch him right now. Heal his body Mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We Mm -hmm. thank you for those that we know that have recovered. That have, that have been diagnosed and have recovered. And Lord, we believe for these two to be set free in the name of Jesus. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.
Shelly, do you have um, maybe a couple question or two things that we could just just speak into in the last few minutes? Um, yeah, I do. Um, maybe something people gave from online or another mm -hmm. question that was already there. Yeah. So um, we just want to know, like, what do you envision for our spiritual family moving forward? You mean after COVID-19? Yeah. <laughs> Should we even look to the future? You know, I, I think obviously this thing's going to end. It's, it's going to cease. Yeah. And, uh, you know, services will be restored and gatherings will be restored and, and all sorts of ways that we connect, you know, in person. That's right. all going to come back. Yeah. It's going to take a minute, but it's going to come back. To, for me, the thing that I think is most important, and I, my brother called me today, and he said, how are you? And I said, I'm doing, doing good. We're making it. Uh, I didn't say I was doing good. I said, we're making it. Because <laughs> I've been heavy the last yeah, few days, right. just heavy in prayer, just weepy. And he, said, he said, he goes, I feel the same. He goes, I just feel heavy. Yeah. And, I, and I said, well, tell me, what do you feel? He goes, I feel like we have to hear the Lord right now inviting us to wake up. Mm -hmm. I said, I feel the exact same. Mm -hmm. And so what I hope it looks like moving forward after this is all lifted is that we'll have more intentionality in our personal relationships with the Lord, more intentionality in our relationships with one another, mm -hmm. more focus when it comes to prayer, yes. when it comes to getting in the word, mm -hmm. when it comes to walking these things out, more focus in sharing the gospel. Yes. I, I hope our prayer room is full. Yeah. Like seriously, right. yes. we have such an opportunity, our spiritual family, mm -hmm. we have such an amazing opportunity. We have 24 hour worship and prayer. You can come and seek God anytime. I'm so longing. I mean, I, for the courts of the Lord. I mean, I just, when David said that, I go, I, man, I feel that right now. Yes. My, my heart and my flesh mm -hmm. long for the courts of the Lord. Right. But I pray that we, moving forward, we would have such a, a precise focus and a, a sharpened vision mm -hmm. of who we are as a spiritual family, living the gospel, really living this out, having vibrant community that's sharpening and encouraging, but that we're walking in, in faith and the word, sharing the gospel, really doing the stuff. Yeah. That, that's what I hope. I hope it, it moves us out of this sort of, you know, whatever version of spectator Christianity mm. to, to it's everybody gets to play. Yes. You know, it's, it's full contact Christianity. Mm. Everybody gets to be a part. And yeah. more so as we see the day of the Lord approaching, which is what Hebrews 10, 26 says, that we mm. should not forsake the assembling, but continue to encourage one another, be a part with one another, even more so as we see the day approaching. And beloved, I, you know, I was thinking back the last few months, I don't mean to ramble, but man, I've preached several messages on the end times, urgency for the hour, beginning of birth pangs, yes. the rapture. I, I mean, we've been talking about these things in recent days. Right. And here we are, this shaking. This is a birth pang. This is a biblical sign that Jesus identified in Matthew 24, Luke 21, and Mark 13. This pestilence, it's a biblical sign yes. that shows us that we're in a, a season that's near to the mm -hmm. return of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And he says, no one will know the day or the hour, but he said, you'll know the season, right. you know? And, and I, so I pray that that really does get our attention. Yes. And I pray we love richly. 
<laughs> I, man, I, I, I just said before we went, on, we went online, I said, we're going to have the biggest hug session when this thing is all said <laughs> yes. and done. We're going to be high-fiving. My favorite meme this week was uh, the guy dancing down the aisle yeah. and he's acting, <laughs> going crazy. And he's like, yeah. this is first week back at, <laughs> you know, first week back at church. I really hope it's like that. I hope, I hope our first week back, we're packed out you know, both morning services, evening service. Yeah. I hope we just take this moment and say, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to take it for granted. I hope mm-hmm. it really shifts the way we live moving forward. Yeah, so. I think that we're going to come back very grateful to, right. I just see that we'll be filled with gratitude um, for things that we used to take for granted. Yeah. And um, that that will bring such just a sense of joy because gratitude always produces joy. Mm. And I also see that, um, that, the church as a whole will be so compassionate for the homebound. Yes. I see that that being such a a pivotal ministry going forward, that we will really empathize with those who cannot come to the church, Mm -hmm. who are always at home, that we will make a, a point to visit them and love on them and to just have this compassionate ministry to the homebound going forward. So good. Yeah. You got one more? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, Jennifer wants to know, um, Amy, if you have any encouragement for mothers during this time. Some are working and homeschooling, and it's, struggle. it's a struggle all day long, she yeah. says. So. Yes, absolutely. Um, I definitely want to, want to speak to this because it is hard. There are a lot of moms who all of a sudden became homeschool moms. And uh, having children all, all home all day with them, it just produces a very different uh Um, atmosphere and environment in the home and I just want to say to them to uh, to take one day at a time uh, to not get too far ahead in their minds that oh my goodness Mm. I'm going to be homeschooling for the next 12 weeks or the next Mm. 10 weeks or whatever it is and to just one day at a time there is a daily manna that's offered. We're not able to get uh, tomorrow's manna. We're not able to hold on to yesterday's manna. There is grace and strength for every single day, sometimes every hour and every moment. (laughs) And to, uh, to just know that the Lord is going to walk this with them and to, uh, for them to, to tend to their hearts, whatever that looks like. If, if it means, um, just asking, okay, after the kids are in bed, I'm going to take an hour and I'm going to go read. I'm going to light a candle. I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to have a cup of coffee in the morning. I'm going to do something different to just tend to their own hearts mm-hmm. and um, to, to be intentional about it. Yeah. Um, but to know that, that God has them and that there is um, an end to this. This is not going to go yeah. on forever. Um, this is a season and there's grace for that season, and there is grace for every moment that you feel like you've blown it. There's grace for every moment that you've lost your patience with your kids today. It's okay. There's grace for that. And the Lord is there, and He is pleased with with so many of our our moms and what they're doing right now. Mm-hmm. We're praying for them. We're we're upholding them with our with our prayers. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. It's really good. So good. One more last we have one. A couple. Yeah. Um, kind of a two part que- question. We have a question that says, "Is this the beginning of birth pains?" And then, like, many think this is like the judgment, or is it just um, 
Mm -hmm. Sorry, I lost the question. Is it is it judgment or is it from the enemy? What do we believe right. about it? Yeah, so, uh, you know, Matthew 24, mm -hmm. um, this is something, actually, I, I taught a whole session on in the last few months. Right. Um, a whole Sunday morning message. But Matthew 24 identifies seven different signs that Jesus said would happen um, before the season of the of the you know end of the age before the season of, of great tribulation right and, and and one of those signs he said is pestilences he said earthquakes famines wars rumors of wars nation against nation kingdom against kingdom yeah there would be false christ he named seven different ones in matthew 24 but pestilences is one so he identified those things happening in the earth as the beginning of birth pangs and just like a woman in labor with birth pangs, right? I remember with my wife, you know, four children, when she first started feeling something, they were 15 minutes apart. They were infrequent, yeah. you know, something's happening, not sure, maybe. And then the things begin to get a little bit more regular every 10 minutes on the nose. And then they start shortening every seven minutes, every five, you know, three, we better get to the hospital, you right. know, and. Mm -hmm. And then you still got some time left, but then there's that transition. Mm -hmm. And when the transition takes place, it's on, mm -hmm. it's on. There's no, <laughs> there's no turning back, you know? And, right. uh, and so here's the point. What Jesus described at the beginning of birth pains, those seven signs, if you'll do the research on it, and I mentioned this in the message that I, that I preached. Uh, if you do the research on it, you find the last hundred years it's like a great escalation in each of those seven signs. And, and so I firmly believe that, yes, we're in the time that Jesus called the beginning of birth pains. And, but he said, the end is not yet. Mm -hmm. He said, see to it that you're not troubled right. and do not be deceived. Mm -hmm. And so there, there's a requirement of endurance. There's a requirement of what Amy talked about tonight, not being in fear. You know, not allowing fear to govern us. If you feel fear, that doesn't mean you're in fear. You're operating mm -hmm. under it, you know. Right. But, but at the point that he ends up making is Matthew 25. You have to get oil. The, the wise and the foolish virgins, you have to get oil while you can. And getting oil is developing that intimacy with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Going deep in intimacy. Yes. Going deep in the word. Going, going deep in his presence and in prayer. Mm -hmm that will sustain the heart through times of difficulty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the challenge is when you're in the difficulty and your, art, your heart isn't able to sustain it, then it's too late. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, this, I believe, is a, it's one of the signs that Jesus talked about. It's the beginning of birth pangs. The end is not now. Uh, the rapture is not happening this summer. You know, people are like, <laughs> when's the rapture? You know, right. you know, this is going to go for a while. But we don't know mm -hmm. how much time there is. So it's, it, you know, it could be five years, it could be 50 years. The point is to have your lamp full, mm -hmm. right? right? Yes. And so that, that's the key is having your lamp full of oil, mm -hmm. intimacy with Jesus, living this gospel, really living this thing, mm -hmm. living the values of the Sermon on the Mount, really doing the word, being not just hearers, but doers of it, really having an intimate love relationship with Jesus. There's no, there's no room for lukewarm Christianity. Right. And, and right now it's being exposed mm -hmm. and man in days ahead, as these birth pangs get closer and closer in proximity and more intense, yeah. 
that gray area is going to get completely mm -hmm. removed. Yes. And it's going to, the requirement will be you have to be white hot on fire mm -hmm. or you're not going to be able to stand through the shaking. Mm -hmm. So what was the part two? I rambled. I'm sorry. Um, I'm long-winded. No, I'm so sorry. I'm long-winded. That was awesome. Everyone <laughs> loved it. They actually had some uh, follow-up questions to it. Where can they do research about the last hundred years and how it's escalating? Is there books or have you just Googled that? Yeah, I just Googled it. And mm -hmm. um, I mean, one of the things that they've labeled from like 1918 forward, mm -hmm. they call the century the great hemoclism, which means the great bloodletting because wow. it's been the bloodiest century, not by a little bit, by a huge long shot mm -hmm. compared to the whole rest of human history. Mm -hmm. World War One, World War Two, genocides. They didn't even have a word in English for genocides until the, the 1940s. Wow. wow. Yeah, I mean, what we think of as commonplace, mm -hmm. there were fightings and skirmishes, and of course world population was lower. But what we've seen in the last... 100 years, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, wars and rumors of wars, far, far off the charts compared to um, mm. anything in the rest of human history. There's a study that I found online by Georgia Tech, mm. which I'm a, I'm a dog, so, <laughs> but we're going to give Georgia Tech a little <laughs> shout out. Bart Jones, Michelle, we love you. <laughs> but here's the thing. Georgia Tech did a study on um, on hurricanes and, and um you know, it says uh, earthquakes, but the Greek word in, in Matthew 24 is, uh, it, it's actually a word that's tempests. It's really mm -hmm. about earthquakes. It's about seismic activity. It's about uh, storm systems. Mm -hmm. and, and Georgia Tech did this thing on um, hurricane systems and the number of hurricanes in the last like 60, 70 years is way off the charts wow. mm -hmm. compared to the rest of human history. So yeah, I just did my research, Google, Google. the uh, gigantic online encyclopedia. <laughs> yes I have one more like um, encouraging question that we can end on um, do you have any suggestions on Bible passages to meditate on during this time mm -hmm. both of you yes yeah, so I'll I'll give a shameless plug because I've been on Psalm 91 the last yeah. <laughs> several days and I'm going to release a free online course uh, on abiding mm. And I just worked through all the details of Psalm 91, but I will tell you, get under Psalm 91. I know it's one that everybody's slapping around, but really get under it. Right. Man, it, there's such richness there. And I'm going to do an online course. You know, I think we're going to release it like April 10th or something. It's, mm -hmm. it'll, we'll put it out. It's free, right? Yeah, free. Yep. And um, so like 10 sessions and then I'll do a live one later. But uh, I would say Psalm 91 is huge. John 15 is huge. Mm -hmm. Those two passages right now, just lock in mm -hmm. and allow the word to just, just rest on you. What has what been your go-to, Zane? Yeah, I, I've definitely been in Psalm 91, Re really all the Psalms. Um, you yeah. just can't can't go wrong. They, they offer such assurance and, and comfort. And, you know, and one thing that I was going to say as well, at least it helps me. I, I think several others have said they're doing something similar. Um, but you know, when you are a, a woman in, in labor, mm -hmm. um, I opted to go through natural labor and, uh, there, there comes a time that the pain is, uh, so amazing. I remember they put something in my mouth uh, to just kind of grit on, you know, to, to bite down on. And there was something that was helpful about um, having a focus of all of that energy. Like that's mm -hmm. what that's for. Okay. 
And I would just encourage uh, some of you when you're, you're feeling that, that fear and you're feeling, you know, that energy needs to go somewhere. And we can either meditate on, on what we're fearful or if we are worried about our children, our grandchildren, uh, we can turn that into something proactive. If, yeah. if all of a sudden you're, you're worried about your kids, you're worried about your husband, um, go, to, go to their rooms and start praying. Right. You know, start pleading the blood of Jesus over their beds. So start, start asking the Lord um, to, for an, an oil of gladness to fill their rooms, to, to, to be upon your house. There's, there's something about, the, about putting that pain, that fear into a singular focus that is proactive, yeah. um, that will kind of stop that uh, downward spiral of where I'm going to go with this in my mind. And instead, take a proactive approach and start pleading the blood of Jesus, and start and start praying uh, for His protection, and pray Psalm ninety-one wow. over your family and over your friends. Right. And there's something that's that's um, really encouraging about not just reading about, but really praying it. Um, you know, laying your your hands, you know, on your on your children and praying it over them. That that brings such a such a peace, but really right. all, all of the Psalms to me are just, uh, are really wonderful right now. And just, uh, resting under his, under his wings and, mm-hmm. um, uh, being reminded of all the, the things that he has rescued, yeah. you know, David from and others and that, that he can rescue me as well. Right. That's awesome. So good. So powerful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Well, do we have any final announcements that we need to touch on? Um, just the ones that we did earlier. Would you like me to restate them? <laughs> so I will just mention this, that next Wednesday, 7 p.m., we're going to be joining a citywide prayer meeting yeah. that One Race is putting together with many, many churches around the region. Um, and it's just going to be a prayer meeting for us to come together in unity across denominations and cultures and really pray <clears throat> for the breaking in of God in our city, for the stopping of the COVID-19 and just a, a time of solidarity and unity in the body. So next Wednesday night, 7 p.m., definitely want to, want you to connect to that. And then I just think the e news and and those things that you mentioned it's at the front of the it's at the front of the Facebook right, Live. Right. You can go back and see those graphics online. So um, I think we're just gonna pray our way out. Is that how we decided we were gonna end? Okay. So let's just do this. Let's just take a moment and and I'll pray for a minute. Amy, you pray for a minute. Mm-hmm. Shell, you want to jump in on it? Sure. Come on. (laughs) Lord, we love you. We worship you. We exalt you. We set our eyes on you and we trust you. So Jesus, I'm asking right now, steady our hearts. Even though we feel fears at times, steady our hearts in your love. Knowing that your love, perfect love, it casts out all fear. So move and manifest in our lives with your love we ask. We give you thanks for that. Bless every person watching. Fill them with the knowledge of your love in Jesus' name. Yes, we love you, Lord. Thank you for your presence, God. We we don't want to waste this opportunity to go deeper. We want to go deeper with you. Father, we want to go as close and as intimate as we can possibly get. We want to know your heart. We want to know your mind. So, Father, fill us with joy and peace, the shalom of God. God, just give us joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. 
the peace that passes all understanding, an increased love for you, love for our neighbor. God, we just pray for, for our community, Lord. Just, God, I just pray that you would uh, deliver us from the spirit of fear. I just uh, release this, this city, this state, Lord, our nation. God, remove the heaviness. God, give us joy for mourning and oil of gladness. Teach us how to abide. God, we know that as we draw nearer, you draw nearer to us. Thank you, Lord, that the, the veil is torn. We have complete access to you. And you want to walk through this entire process with us. You want to hold our hands. God, we invite you to do that. In Jesus' name. Yes, God, I just ask that you would root us and ground us in your love like never before. You would encounter us in the most refreshing ways, God, that we would have divine focus and determination to, to run after you during these times where we're at home and it's distracting, God. Give us supernatural focus on you as we lift our gaze towards you and just give us the grace to seek your face and and just um, just focus on you like we never have, God. And uh, I pray that you would bind our hearts together in love and just unify us, and God, and, and give us fresh new vision, because without vision, the people perish, Lord. So just give us a vision for this time and a vision for when we're out of it, God, and, and just, um, yeah, bind our hearts together with your love and your peace, and let us feel your kindness, God, and be reminded of who you are, no matter the circumstances, you're never changing, Lord. Just remind us of that every day, every morning, God. We love you, and in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hey, thanks for joining us, guys. We love you. Let's stay together by staying connected. And uh, this Sunday, Pastor Dustin is going to be back. I just called you Pastor. He's sitting here. He's off camera, but <laughs> Dustin will be back preaching a, another message, and I uh, want to encourage you to connect at 9 or 11 15. All right. God bless you.